Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is A.E. Lee. Amanda started her career in Pennsylvania politics, and while she had hoped it would be everything like her favorite TV show, The West Wing, she quickly learned it was not. Long hours, little pay, and even less respect, she decided it was time for a change and embarked on a second career in education. She is now a beloved sixth grade teacher in Fairfax County, Virginia. She resides there now with her two beautiful children, Ethan and Tessa, where she continues her passion for writing. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a blessing to have you with us, and I'm excited to see where our conversation takes us today. Me too. Great. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you? Um, I would say it would mean, you know, tuning into your true self, like knowing knowing who you are, being comfortable in your own skin and using that power to drive your daily life. I think often, um, and I think we spoke about this before the interview when you and I first met, especially as women, we tend to lose ourselves. We lose ourselves in a relationship, in motherhood. And, you know, that power is really just remembering who we are right down to the core. Mm. Beautiful. I love that. And um, I have a feeling we're going to dive deeper into this in just a moment. But before we go there, Amanda, I would love for you to share a little bit more about a challenge that you might have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate this power within you. Yeah. So um, as you had stated, and thank you again for having me on, uh, I wrote a book. It's called One of the Lucky Ones, and it's about my... um, descent into a abusive relationship and my escape. And, you know, it's not unheard of for women and men, but women, especially that when you get into a relationship, you lose a little of yourself, you lose a little bit of that power. And it's, it's tenfold when the relationship turns abusive. And it wasn't until I was able to escape that relationship that I was, I was able to wake up. I was able to look in the mirror and recognize the person. I remember distinctly, there was a moment before I was able to leave and I was in the bathroom and I remember looking in the mirror and I didn't, I didn't recognize the person looking back at me. Mm. And that, that was, that scared me. And while it was very turbulent to, to get out and I have two small children the ability to escape the abusive relationship and kind of dive into who I am and my power has really been, has really helped me to kind of activate who I truly am. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And would you feel comfortable sharing a little bit more about how the relationship was. I'm thinking in terms of listeners who might be in abusive relationships, but don't necessarily quite realize that it is indeed an abusive relationship. So what for you would be kind of like the the warning signs or the red flags? Yeah. And I think you really touched on a poignant point. Um, 
a lot of times you don't realize what's truly happening until it's it's almost too late. You're like, oh my gosh, this is this is really happening to me. Um, one of the quote that one of my girlfriends sent me, I think over Instagram one day, and it's so poignant and it's so like hits hits every major point of any type of relationship, whether it's one that you are just kind of lukewarm about or one that, you know, you're like, oh, it might be, it might not be, or or one that is unfortunately abusive is you know, those butterflies that we are taught are a good thing. Like in the beginning of relationship, the butterflies, those are actually your internal red flags going off. Those aren't good. Those are, that is your body sending you signs that this is not what you need right now. And, you know, it's funny when I first heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Any relationship, my, my one with my ex-husband that was abusive or any other relationship that just wasn't right. I've had those red flags, those, those butterflies, those warnings in my body. And I've ignored it because I, I've, we've always been taught that butterflies are good. And really it's, it's your body, body's way of telling you this anxiety, this is not healthy. This is not what you need. Hmm. So really learning to, to trust that and, and well, first and foremost, listen to it and then trust it and take action. Yeah. And the, the other piece of advice that someone once gave me was, you know, pretend that you are your best friend and you are telling you your relationship. What advice would you give your best friend if they were in the same situation? Mm, that's a powerful one. Absolutely. Mm. Thank you. Um, now that you are out of that abusive relationship, uh, you've managed to escape, as, as you say, uh, what would you say was the hidden blessing in that challenge Now, now that you probably see it from a bigger picture perspective as well. Um, you mean the challenge of escaping or being in the relationship? Being in that relationship. You know, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Um, and, you know, the the short, easy answer would be that I was in that relationship because I, you know, I have two beautiful children out of that relationship. Um, but I really think it's an overarching lesson in my life that I, I allowed someone to take my energy, take my power and gave it and lost myself. And really it's a beautiful life lesson of not allowing that to happen again. Mm, Absolutely. And I think what you're saying there is super, super important that no matter how abusive a relationship is, you still are the one who is giving your power away, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, willingly or unwillingly. And then, you know, and when you're in an abusive relationship and that power, you don't, it's not like you wake up one day and everything's been rainbows and unicorns. And then all of a sudden it's abusive. It's a slow, it's a slow trickle. So it's a so, slow trickle of taking your energy and taking your power away from you. Mm -hmm. And what were the the first things that you started to then consciously do to take your power back? I started to stand up for myself a lot more. Um, I started 
to not feel as ashamed. I mean, I did there there is definitely shame involved when you're a domestic violence victim um during and after and I still feel it, but I I started to recognize that I'm not the one who needs to feel this shame. Um I'm not I'm not the one who's causing him to act like this. He is doing this on his own. Nothing I am doing is making him be abusive to me. And that's a big one, especially when you're in an abusive relationship, because part of the cycle of abuse is to have the victim believe that they are, they are causing this, that they are causing their abuser to be abusive towards them. Mm, okay. Yeah. So there would be that self-blame aspect very strongly yeah, there absolutely. as well. Mm, okay. Yeah. And what what did it take you in in terms of like concrete steps to really start to take your power back because i would imagine that when shame is involved and when you really have given your power away whether it's willingly or or unconsciously it can be incredibly difficult to have that courage and that kind of drive to actually take those steps yeah i mean it was it was hitting rock bottom i um my my hand, I like to say my hand was forced. Um, and I had to get the police involved one night in order to escape the abusive relationship with my children. And then I, I feel as though I, I lost myself even further because my focus, it was a traumatic event and my focus wasn't on myself. My focus was on my children and making sure that they were okay. And it wasn't until months later that I realized I wasn't okay. So through work with meditation and a traditional therapist and hypnosis and energy healing, all of the things that I did and writing, finding a creative outlet really helped me become my true self, helped me get my power back. Beautiful. That's really lovely, Amanda. Would you please share a little bit more about your book? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it's great. Everybody should buy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> my book is my memoir and it, you know, it describes how I got into an abusive relationship, you know, the, the powers at play of why I stayed and, and also the aftermath a lot, you know, if you, and I hope most people are not who are listening, but if you are not familiar with the cycles of abuse and abusive relationships, you don't necessarily know that the most dangerous time for a domestic violence victim is when she leaves or he leaves, when the victim leaves, because then the abuser doesn't have the power over the victim anymore. And that's when things get really dangerous. And I was unaware of that. Um, and the things that my ex was doing at the time, which was stalking and using the children. And these are all, again, parts of the cycle of abuse that I weren't, was not even aware of. And my, my goal in publishing this, cause at first it was just, it was just something I wrote. It was therapeutic. I thought maybe someday I would show my children so they could, they could see my version and what I went through. And then I started thinking, if I can help just one person, then this is worth publishing. When I when I was in the thick of it, I was so desperate. I was grasping at straws. I just wanted to know I was going to be okay. 
I wanted that reassurance and I I couldn't find anything that I could truly relate to. Mm. Yeah, that sounds super, super intense, Amanda. Um, and and thank you for having the courage to share your story in this in this book. Um, if our if our listeners wanted to to buy the book and and read your story, Amanda, where would they go? Um, it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, also, you can find it on my website, which is authoraelee.com. Okay, great. And I understand you've got a gift for our listeners as well. Yes, I have the first three chapters for your listeners to read and enjoy. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Now, Amanda, before we start wrapping up, I wanted to give the floor to you just for a little while longer to see if there's anything that's arising for you that really needs to be shared with our listeners all around the world. You know, the only thing um, that I'm thinking that I I wanted to say when I was talking about the red flags and internally, um, another poignant point that someone once said to me was, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're sharing about that relationship, whether it's with your friends or your family, and there are things you're holding back, there's things that you don't want to tell the people closest to you about your partner because fear of, of judgment, that is, that is a huge red flag. I, and right from the beginning, there were things that I did not share about my, my ex-husband for fear of my family and friends judging him or getting lectured to get out of the relationship. And that, that is the biggest point and biggest takeaway. I hope that anyone who is in a relationship that has turned abusive is listening. And I just hope that if someone is in the situation that I was, where you know that the relationship isn't quite right, but you're not, you don't know what to do, that my words are resonating. It wasn't until I was driving to work one day and I was listening to the radio and and they were talking about it was it was right in the beginning of the Me Too movement in the United States. And they started talking about the term gaslighting. And I had never heard it before. And they went into depth about what gaslighting was. And I had to pull over because I was crying so hard because I realized that my then husband, that's what he was doing to me on a daily basis. And then the realization started to pile on. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm in an abusive relationship. This is verbal. Well, there has been physical aspects. And that's when I really kind of started to take that power. And I, the first step in taking your power back is recognizing what is actually happening. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Gaslighting can be such a subtle, subtle thing. And a lot of people really have not heard about it and, and really understand what it means at a deeper level. Would you please share, um, Amanda, a little bit more about what gaslighting actually means and how it can manifest? Yeah. So. There's many different definitions out there, but to me, gaslighting is really essentially what it is, is it's taking the power from the victim. It's turning things around on them constantly. It it, it would be simple as, you know, your partner leaves 
I don't know, a, a dish on the stove and you have a huge argument because the partner has then twisted your words to make you believe that actually you're the one who left the dish on the stove. It's that that twisting of emotions, that twisting of words that is shifts the the victim status from the actual victim to the abuser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it is so easy then to really start to believe what the abuser is saying and, and truly mm-hmm. consider yourself to be the one to blame. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for sharing so openly and vulnerably about your journey. And I I know it takes a lot of courage to do that. So really appreciate you and the book that you have published and really turning your story into something very, very beautiful and magical. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this really inspiring energy that's been activated. And imagine sending it to everybody and everything on our planet to remember that we are all truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening.